Welcome to the Feel Better Naked Podcast. Real life, real women, no shame. We take it from drop it like it's hot to I can't get off the toilet. In this podcast, we tackle questions about real issues women have to face with their body, life, love, and their career. Every week, Dr. Letitia and Dr. Jennifer, both physical therapists and business owners, will share from their life experiences and expertise on their journey to feeling better naked. Join us as we ask the questions you've never asked and have fun while doing it. Welcome to another episode of the Feel Better Naked podcast. I'm here with my lovely host, Dr. Jennifer, and we are going to talk about hemorrhoids. Oh, yes. Hemorrhoids, yes. We we hate to acknowledge that they are present, but they are there. So let's go ahead and talk about those trusty hemorrhoids. Before we hop on in, let's um, check in and see how you're doing. What's going on with you, lady? What's hey, new? Been a while. We're back on doing some episodes. It is now hot in Georgia. We like talked about the weather a lot, but it's hot down here already. But Wrapping up, let's see, we're wrapping up fifth grade, second grade, and the twins are going to be finished with kindergarten. The summer's just going to be hanging out a lot at our pool, um, but we're happy to have a bit of a break on the early morning routine because, you know, we're up at 15. So, yeah, that's there. And I'm just working on building the staff here at Regenerate Physiotherapy. Um, again, we're a public physical therapy clinic south of Atlanta and looking at a new location in November. So um, that's new. That's all the new in my life. How are you doing? Oh, good. That sounds exciting. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yes. We just have, you know, our one, our one at home. So he's actually going to be finishing up seventh grade. So he's going to have one more year left of middle school. And uh, we're actually working on him becoming an entrepreneur. So he, working on his little business right now. We're going to have a, a vending machine business. So we're working on doing some training for that, being able to get some him saving some funds so he can begin doing that. So that's exciting. So our goal this summer is not to be on 12 to 14 hours of YouTube and PlayStation 4. <laughs> so <laughs> other than that, been kind of moving forward with business as well. Um, got some new programs in my physical therapy and health coaching uh, business and excited about the release of those um, and continuing to work with women, uh, runners, um, and then kind of moving forward as well as my other health journey with my knee recovery. If you were just new to the show, I had knee surgery a year ago um, with a I kind of jacked up my knee pretty good. But anyways, two different surgery procedures for that. Still on the men, working on strength. So uh, hopefully by the end of the summer, I'll be able to do a little, little bit of running. We'll see how it goes. Ooh, you're brave. Um, speaking of brave, we're going to talk today about hemorrhoids. And a lot of us have them. So if you're listening in and you think you might have them, you might. Um, I'm going to just talk about a few of the symptoms of hemorrhoids, who gets them, and then uh, Dr. Letitia and I are going to share our own personal experiences with hemorrhoids and um, hopefully give you a few tips to, to help with those because they definitely aren't fun. So some big symptoms of hemorrhoids can definitely be the itching, um, some feels like something's there at the anal opening. Um, 
I'm going to repeat that. So um, there can be symptoms of, I'm going to, Symptoms of hemorrhoids can be things like itching at your anal opening or like it's irritated, sometimes burning. Um, there can be just discomfort or pain and then bleeding as well, um, swelling. And there are two types of hemorrhoids. There are external, so they're outside of the anus and then internal hemorrhoids, which it's hard to decipher which one you have them unless you're looking with the mirror or you're having someone have a look for you. That could be your uh, colorectal surgeons are probably the best to look at hemorrhoids. Those are the people I usually recommend people go see. Um, but the blood that you're going to see when you wipe is going to be like really red blood. Um, very rarely is it that darker um, color you would see in your stool. Um, and then sometimes you can actually, as you're washing back there, feel something is poking out of the anus. And all those are are just swollen veins that can protrude out of the anal opening. And it's not fun. People get those if they have never had children. Um, if you've been chronically constipated, even things like IBS, where maybe you're having diarrhea, and then women, men get them, but pretty much over the age of 50, um, one in two people have them at some point. Sounds like at some point, someone can get one in their lifetime. Um, and it's just not, not a lot of fun. Um, so that's the definition of it. I know that I've got a personal experience with it. And Dr. Letitia and I were talking about this a few months back because you have a little story to share. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your, your experience when you got hemorrhoids the first time and kind of what your journey has been like. Okay. Yes, um, probably my, well, for sure, my initial time was right after I had my son, and he's 13 now, so that was right after um, having a vaginal birth, same thing, you know, pressure, <laughs> on, on pressure on top of pressure, did for sure, or anything? yeah, I, yes, I, yeah, I did have, um, I did have a little tear, um, and that was my first time ever. I was like, oh no, these are the pits. It's time not to have anybody's hemorrhoids. So I was that that occurrence to me wasn't um it wasn't a long, it wasn't a very long uh time that I had those and like, okay, went away, no big deal. One other mild occurrence, maybe some years ago, and then just recently within those last few months was probably the worst ever. You know, I think they, the, the compounding of several different factors occur. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of sitting, my water intake wasn't good. And then I did kind of a heavier impact um, workout. And then that was kind of like the perfect brewing storm of them um, to, to fire up. And it was probably like a week of hell. <laughs> what kind of workout did you have? Like, what did you do? Which, I'm sorry, what'd you say? What kind of workout? Did you say you had? Oh, um, I think it was just like a, a strengthening workout. I might've been doing, I, I can't do any jumping, but I was like all in the same, within that same day where I kind of led up to not really having good hydration. And I had a day where I literally probably was sitting for like eight hours. And then at the end of that day, I did a workout. So I could feel that something was starting. You know, I can't remember, maybe it was like Tuesday or something like that. And then by Thursday, that's when the fire started brewing. <laughs> even more 
like warning signs of like something's about because you said you were feeling something was it itching pain um I think it was just like a a, a kind of a soreness feeling I never really had anything with um itching I only had itching like on the last part of it when it's healing you know when something when something is healing so I never had any things prior to where it was itching it's always kind of felt like a little tender you feel like a tenderness when you're sitting or something you know and then that was the that can that was the the torture began there so I was doing everything I kind of say like, I need to try to get fiber try to get water in even turning in bed I was just like taking my time turning in bed and did not want to sit at all so I was like standing most of the day doing some doing my virtual calls then I would sit back down even the standing then I would like lay back down on my stomach on the bed in between calls I finally broke down and got the sits bath ordered that door dash that's funny door dash or sits bath from Walgreens <laughs> <laughs> I have butt paste I had all the things and finally with the um I, I felt like that maybe one of them had gotten infected I mean it was kind of like yeah it was to the point where it was super duper uh painful for turning moving standing and then I finally got the sits bath that started finally helping as my increased uh water intake I was taking in some more fiber to try to get things going as um, as well, but definitely constipation was there. I did end up sitting on one morning. I was like, I'm going to sit on this cold pack. <clears throat> so I kind of sat on this cold pack. And then that's when I felt like something had, that one of them had burst. And that's when I felt like that was kind of like, that was that release portion. And I felt like there was some type of infection. So I don't know, but I really did feel like that one of them was infected. But after that, doing two day, two times a day of the sits bath, um, and then as my system got, you know, more accustomed, my gut started getting that water and that fiber rolling through then it finally, but it was like a week. It was literally probably at least a full week, uh, seven to nine days that the whole process took. Ouch. Um, there's a couple of things too, that I remember we were talking about. And it's like, when you have a hemorrhoid and it's flared up, it's like the fear of pooping can start mm -hmm. happening because you don't want it to hurt. But then we know the longer the stool sits there in that rectum that it gets, or that colon, it just gets water, it's taken out and it gets firmer and firmer. Yeah, it was like fire. Yeah, you were sitting there like bracing yourself. Oh, yeah. Right? And tightening the jaw and like, mm -hmm. that's where people can really suck in. And this is where my pelvic PT hat starts coming in and like, setting yourself up to poop and if you go back to our other episodes we talk about positions for pooping squatty potty sitting to use the bathroom but you use ice sits bath um but you kind of had some warning signs of this might be a flare-up might be coming one of the things i always remember learning and talk to my clients about is that our colon is just like a we like to say it's a slow learner and it can take time to see changes in your stool so unless you're taking a laxative um, and there is like a little Libby's recipe is what it's called. Um, and it's a natural way to help with like fiber. It's got applesauce, prune juice and flaxseed and people take a, t a tablespoon of that. So, cause some people will go ahead and, and take laxatives, um, which Dr. Letitia and I are kind of a, 
let's try other things besides medication. Um, but sometimes, yeah, if you keep not pooping, it's going to get firmer and firmer. And that happens is then the, the sphincter muscle has to stretch further and there's all the swollen veins mm. around the sphincter muscle. And then that's when it can just keep re-aggravating it. How did you think you had an infection? Did you? Um, I don't know because of it was older. It was like, I felt like it was almost like <clears throat> I had an infection in my knee years ago after, after surgery. Uh, and after the, after kind of the initial, um, you know, taking off the bandage, there was essentially kind of like a, a water blister type that it occurred there. And they're like, Oh, what is this? How, where'd this come from? You know, nobody knew where it came from. Wasn't impeding my range of motion or mobility, but the notes knows it was infection brewing underneath there. Um, so I went through rehab, returned back to work. And then that first week of work towards the end of the week, I was like, man, my leg is kind of like on fire here. Like what's going on? And at first you attribute it to, oh, it's my first week back to work. You know, the knee just sore from surgery. Well, that continuing to get worse and worse. Then, and here comes the uh, low beginning and low grade fever, <clears throat> but feeling, you know, malaise, feeling like laying down and, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm just not feeling right. So I'm not go to the emergency room after or go to immediate care. And they're like, oh yeah, I've been facing infection. But prior to me going to immediate care, that little blister opening that the infection was growing underneath there. And the only way it can be released from the body was through that opening. So literally it like burst and spewed out all kinds of, yeah, it all kind. It was like a horror movie. When <laughs> So yeah, we're definitely getting very visual on, mm -hmm. on this, on the show. And that was because the, the, and you know, the infection had built up so much it needed to get out yeah. somewhere. So I felt like once I put that pressure down on that cold pack and sat on there, all of a sudden it was like something like burst again. I mean, it wasn't like the same thing, but something like burst again, there was a bunch of junk mm -hmm. essentially they, that came out of there and that was almost like the turning point where some of the pressure was was relieved and then yeah, along, with the, along with the sits I don't know if it was along with the sits back with well, sits back is like a little um um what do you call it like a little I don't know it's not like a little hat I don't like if you think about people going into the hospital um mm -hmm. and they have to measure their their urine intake and they put the little thing over the toilet seat but basically this is like a warm water uh bath for your butt <laughs> so basically you have a little uh, a little uh, warm stream set up where you have warm water in the basin and then like a um a little uh kind of like a straw type deal and that warm water is kind of slowly or kind of flushing or you kind of sit on it for like 10 to 15 minutes to help relax some yeah. of us I know we've been saying sits baths we're like what sits bath yeah. to kind of help relax um, those muscles. So I did those sits bath at least like one to two times a day. Um, same thing offloaded with my sitting um, and staying, you know, not sitting as much and then increase that water and fiber during that time. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of what we talk about on this show, it's just a trying to be head of a problem when you know you've had a hemorrhoid before, because if you're listening in and you've had one before, Again, they could be, and it's hard to say if you had an external one or an internal one, unless you look, you don't really know. 
Yeah. Um, the internal ones, that's where you feel like something's protruding out of the anal opening, but with the external ones, it actually feels like it's outside of the anal opening. Um, and both can have very similar symptoms. Mm. Sounds like yours went away within nine days. I always recommend clients that if, yeah, you're feeling like a low grade fever and all of that, you probably need to go get it as soon as you can looked at because you don't want to mess around with an infection. Um, but if we can't get things that come down between seven and 14 days or seven to 10 days, that's when I like for people to go see a provider. And that could be a gynecologist. Uh, colorectal surgeons can sometimes be hard to get in. Um, but with the pandemic kind of changing, appointments seem to be opening up a little sooner. Um, but if it's a hemorrhoid like that flare up, that's pretty significant, <laughs> but it's the ones where people have the internal ones, maybe where they, their symptoms kind of wax and wane. They feel something's there. Um, it's irritated, that type of a hemorrhoid, but it's not bleeding. That's why there can be a range of hemorrhoid symptoms. Um, and so I know I did some posts on my Instagram account about this and people wanted to know how long it takes to go away, but it's kind mm -hmm. of a, once they're there, they kind of, <laughs> They kind of come and go. And so poop and how we're pooping and, and in Dr. Letitia's jam is health coaching, but in my world as a public PT, um, monitoring our poop is a really good way to see what's going on with our gut health. Um, and then how we're pooping can really impact um, what happens at the anal opening, which again is a muscle. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I think um, I appreciate you sharing me your story. And I'm glad you got through it. But um, I had the experience of seeing a um, colorectal surgeon because I have had hemorrhoids probably after my first and I've had uh, three, well, four vaginal births, um, but after the twins. And then you sit so much feeding your baby and breastfeeding or bottle feeding, whatever you choose to do. And so like a lot of women postpartum, that's when they can notice it because they're sitting, they just had a lot of pressure at their pelvic floor. And mine was just irritating enough um, where I didn't have the bleeding part, but it was just irritating to sit. And so I went to see a colorectal surgeon. <laughs> and then when I went to see, when they assess your hemorrhoids, you do get in a kneeling position over a table with your pants down and your pants are at your knees. Um, and at the pelvic PT, we don't assess the pelvic floor interactively that way. Usually you're laying on your stomach or on your side. So I'm not saying every colorectal surgeon does this, but <laughs> wow, that was an experience. Um, yeah. and they get a little scope and they look in internally. So they go interactively. Um, but the good thing about that is they're really getting a good idea of like, are you a surgical candidate? And you want to go to one that's really conservative. So I chose not to do surgery and, and manage it otherwise, but yeah, if I've been sitting a long time, um, if I'm not drinking the water, which again, being consistent is important, it can get irritated. I didn't have as drastic of an experience as you did though. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. And like I said, it's in, in my mind now, I do not want to go back to that. It's like, oh my gosh, water, fiber, it, different forms of fiber, however I can get it in, I'm adding it to coffee, I'm adding it to water, I'm getting my fruits. Uh, you know, veggies <laughs> in. I'm like, uh, uh, I'm not returning. And even I feel like, I'm like, oh, is my butt feeling warm? Uh, uh, nope, 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 nope. We're not going back. We're not 
going back to that. But it's, I mean, it's real. A lot of people just kind of, uh, you know, it's the whole suffering silence or, oh, it is kind of, it is what it is. Or they may jump to something significant and don't know there's other resources outside of a surgical intervention. Yeah. And so that's not the case for somebody needing that, but they, you know, may or may not, you know, have all the resources there to be able to say, what can you do before something like that? Yeah. And that's what I see in a colorectal surgeon um, that might be more conservative is a good route to go. Like the one I went to see, although she did the scope, she was really great at here's all the education. And and these are the things we want to do to stay ahead of that problem. Um, Surgeries can be successful, but just like anything else, if we do the surgery and then we keep dehydrating ourselves or not getting healthy food, it, it just can go back eventually. So that's why Dr. Patricia's mantra saying water, 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 like water is key. Um, any way you can get in some clear fluids, I like to even say like broth or lemon in your water, but we want to get, I always say half of your body weight in fluid ounces is a good gauge. So if someone's 160, we want 80 ounces of, of fluid and most of that being clear fluid, um, like water is important. Um, and then the fiber, what types of fiber do you talk about? Um, the, <clears throat> I think the, everybody's probably familiar, obviously, with just regular over-the-counter, like Benafiber or whatever fiber, you know, clear fiber drink. And then the, um, what is it? Selim Husk. Yep. Uh, fiber is a one that has like a good combination of those to be able to add. So even if you have to do a fiber drink, maybe do a search to make sure it has the, it's the Selim Husk, you know, that be able to, supplement that um that way and then the other thing is movement we know movement is medicine as well as like getting up and moving your body exercise walking doing things like that to be able to help um simulate your system as well and it's like like you said if you don't um you know if it's like going in for a surgery like it's like going in surgery for a knee surgery you do the surgery but then you don't do the rehab yeah. So you're not going <laughs> to, and if you do the surgery for hemorrhoids and you don't do the rehab, AKA changes some lifestyle modifications, then it's like, why would I go in for that surgical procedure and something invasive? if I'm not going to put the work in to be able to get the greatest benefit from it. Yeah. That's a, a gap in kind of all surgical care typically in our country is where's the, where's the rehab afterwards. And, and, um, mind you, like those are muscles. Um, they're taking off, they're basically, I'm not a colorectal surgeon, so I won't talk about the surgical procedure, but I know they can band the hemorrhoids um, and it's, it's an outpatient procedure. And I've known people that do fairly well with those. In my work though, I've seen post hemorrhoid removal, having people having painful poops still, because they have, right? Look at Dr. Letitia's story of like, now she's got hyper awareness of her anal opening because that was not a positive experience and people can hold tension in their pelvis from that. And so now every time you poop, are you straining more because you're nervous that that's going to happen? And so for the client that I saw, um, we do as a pelvic PT, we do intrarectal pelvic floor manual therapy and assessment to see what's going on with the, the sphincter muscle itself. And usually you can release that muscle, um, and it can make everything happier too. So sometimes pelvic PTs can help with hemorrhoids in the sense of what else is going on with the pelvic floor biomechanically. Are you holding tension there? Is it overactive? 
do you struggle with things like painful intercourse, um, urgency, urination, where you have to pee all the time, pelvic pain, um, and then hemorrhoids on top of that. There could be a muscular thing going on too. For sure. Yeah. So um, that's our talk on hemorrhoids. And <laughs> I always say if you've got them, making sure you build your team and, you know, a new you know, a health coach like Dr. Letitia's that she's, this is what she does. She changes, I'll let her explain. But my understanding is she does coaching through trying to change lifestyle habits because that's the thing is people tell you to do it, but it is so much harder to actually do it. So I'm so grateful she's doing health coaching because having a coach there to get you to change those things is, is super important. And then colorectal surgeon I mentioned is important public physical therapist or even your gynecologist could have a look too. Um, but that's our little spiel. Anything else you want to add, Dr. Letitia, about hemorrhoids? Yeah, I was just saying, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we learn from our experiences and being able to say, hey, this is very common. There's a, I'm sure there's a lot of ladies out there that have had some experiences as well, but we're supposed to be here as a resource to be able to help. And like we said, you know, no shame in being able to have the discussions and being able to be educated because I know I was not zero education about hemorrhoids. <clears throat> I mean, there's no, no one is going, you know, you don't, you don't really sit down and have the hemorrhoid talk, you know, with your <laughs> mom or anybody like that. So yeah. you just kind of find information from different resources, struggle through it and not realize what, you know, what resources are really out there and be able to get some good education. So I'm glad we um, have this talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I same here is not much information was given to me at all. Um, so we are here as a resource for you. Make sure to, as always, um, follow us on Instagram, make sure you subscribe. Um, we do talk more about in our previous episodes, we've talked about pooping a little bit more. Um, but make sure to drop any comments in our Instagram account, Instagram account or DM. We're here. I know Dr. Letitia, you can talk a little bit more about um, your health coaching so people know how to find you. Yes. Um, if you're new or returning new, I actually um, updated my Instagram account. So now I'm at Blood Sugar Bay. So my main focus is helping women with beating inflammation. Um, abnormal blood sugars, so they'll be able to kind of optimize their overall health and wellness. So looking at the total person, not just exercise, not just follow XYZ diet is what are the other aspects that are, that go into being able to optimize your function, especially ladies that are over the age of 35, going into perimenopause, um, and on into menopause. So I use, you know, my, licensed as a physical therapist and as a certified health coach to help people, anything from movement solutions, all the way to be able to making lifestyle, sustainable lifestyles on So not a fad, not the XYZ diet. Let's not join the 30 day challenge and then fall off of everything after the challenge um, is over. So definitely if you've been having some issues with frustration with some things could be abdominal weight gain um, with energy levels, um, a lot of times there can definitely be some things that we can um, address and work on to be able to optimize um, your life. That's great. Great. Thank you. And um, make sure to follow me on at regenerate.physio. That is the practice that I own here in Georgia. And I talk a lot about pelvic floor stuff. So if you want to know more about 
pelvic floor. Come on there. I'm trying to make it entertaining with some reels. <laughs> yeah, check out her reels. We I love those. We got to get on to this TikTok soon too. But for now, uh, thank you for joining us on the Henry Talk. We appreciate you all and we'll catch you next time. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us today on our Real Conversations and Journey to Feeling Better Naked. I know there are a million other things you could be doing. Sending you all the love. Check out the show notes to grab any tidbits or tools that were discussed on the episode today and be sure to subscribe. You don't want to miss next week's episode. Remember, you are enough.